from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We've tried to move this contest around a little bit. Give folks who listen at different parts of the day an opportunity to win some tickets. We want to send you to a show. It's called God of Carnage. It opens this weekend at Milwaukee Repertory Theater. God of Carnage is a play that is set in Brooklyn with two sets of parents that are that are meeting to discuss an injury that's happened to one of their children, and it's caused by the other uh, the other couple's child. In the course of uh, espresso and clafuti and a lot of alcohol. Uh, it starts off as a civil conversation that turns into um, kind of a big battle royale where the masks come off and the id comes out. Director of the show there, Ryan Quinn. Yeah, probably highly relatable to a lot of parents. <laughs> this is a comedy. It's a Tony Award winning play. But as you heard, him, you know, it's set between parents who struggle with this from time to time. Your kids come home telling a tale about some horrible atrocity that has been committed right at uh, against them at school or on the walk home or whatever this kid did this to me i tell you one time i was watching my kid mo max when they were real little they used to play king of the hill at the end oh yeah at the end of the game. school day yeah and max never made it you know like was never even close well one time one kid takes out another kid at the top of the hill and the path is open <laughs> and so i see my little kid scrambling on up to the top the top of the hill and just as the smile began to crest on his face <laughs> oh, of no. like that accomplishment, boom, T-boned, <laughs> just took him out. He comes flying down the hill, and he comes immediately to complain. Here he is at my feet, you know. Hey, that kid's a bully. That kid's a bully. He's bullying me. He's bullying. I said, "It's not a bully, dude. That's king of the yeah, hill. That's the game." He did make a good point. He said, "Yeah, but I'm the king." Oh, that's true. I guess once you're the king. Get a little bit more respect, usually. Right. So, right. What am I going to call that kid's parent? No, like that was the game and <laughs> it was an important lesson. But sometimes stuff happens to your kids and you have to have it out with some other parents. That's the whole thing, the whole plot of the show. It's called God of Carnage. It opens this weekend at Milwaukee Repertory Theater. Two tickets for caller number five. Some seating and show restrictions do apply. Two tickets for God of Carnage. Caller number five on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620 gets the pair. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing their first series of the early season in Arizona this week, the Brewers bounced back in a big way thanks to the big-time bat from Big Rowdy. Martinez brings home the pitch, and Telez rips it down the right field line. This ball is up, and this ball is gone. Rowdy Telez inside the foul pole down the right field line for his third home run of the season. And the Brewers strike first. It's two to nothing, crew. Lane Grindel on the call right here on WTMJ as the Brewers got the early lead for Colin Ray, who got the spot start. That wasn't even announced until the game. And they go on to extra innings for the win, defeating San Diego by a final of four to three, thanks to a Telez sack fly that came later in the top of the 10th inning. But Ray, he was the story of the game, and he was magnificent, going five and two-thirds innings while only giving up one earned run and striking out six. They give us 17 outs and five and two-thirds. You know, I was it's a great performance for sure. He pitched really well, executed a whole bunch of pitches, you know, was careful around the edges and, and got a bunch of swings and misses too. So um, 
couldn't couldn't ask for anything more. I thought he was wonderful um, and, and gave us a real chance to win. He was wonderful, he indeed. Was wonderful. He was wonderful. Thanks, Skipper. <laughs> uh, manager, great counsel there following the game. The Brewers, they are right back at it tonight in San Diego. Eric Lauer is slated to get the start for the Brew Crew. First pitch is set for 840. You can tune into full coverage right here on WTMJ beginning at 805. Over to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks are gearing up for their playoff run as they await the winner of tonight's Eastern Conference playing game between the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat following practice on Thursday. The Bucks did get some good news in regards to key guys heading into the postseason that have been struggling with some injuries. And for Coach Bud, seeing them practice a little bit, that was a welcoming sight. With all those guys, you know, I think uh, practicing is one of the steps and then seeing how you feel the next day and seeing how your body responds and everything, you know, is almost as important. So, you know, it was a good day collectively. It was a good day for each of those guys. And we'll see and uh, respond to, you know, how they feel and continue to get ready for Sunday. Whoever does win tonight between Miami and Chicago, they move on to Milwaukee for a Sunday afternoon tip of 4.30 at Pfizer Forum. And lastly, over to the NFL, where Washington Commanders owner Daniel Snyder has reached a preliminary agreement to sell his franchise to a group led by Josh Harris for a record $6.05 billion. Hall of Fame basketball player Magic Johnson is also reportedly part of that group purchasing the team. 619 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We'll talk about a lot of the things ahead in Deer District as the Bucks get set to start their playoff run, what it means for businesses in that area, and for your safety. Reminding everyone, our video stream is hot this morning. We are back on live video streaming. You can access that stream on our WTMJ YouTube page, our mobile app, WTMJ.com. Look while you listen here, the WTMJ video stream. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. I'll keep you my dirty All right, we, we guessed that this would happen fairly quickly, and it has... Can I tell you this song was stuck in my head yesterday? <laughs> Before or after the arrest? For all day. You're welcome, then, by the way. All right, call him Jack the Dripper. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. That's the Attorney General there announcing the arrest. Jack Teixeira, 21-year-old Air National Guardsman from Massachusetts, now could be facing a very long prison sentence after being arrested by the FBI for allegedly leaking highly classified U.S. intel docs. Jack Teixeira now believed to have posted those images on Discord. It's a chat that many, or chat server, I should say, that many gamers use. The Washington Post interviewed a teenage member of a small chat group on Discord who said the leaks began with text messages quoting from classified documents. And then, when no one seemed impressed, photographs of the actual documents. It would appear as if he sort of grew angry with the fact that only one or two people were paying attention to these documents that he was pouring his heart out into. And as a sign of just anger he just decided to post the full documents so it wasn't malice toward the country it wasn't to show what the country's doing incorrectly or or support of the country it was done just to make more friends and to brag 
<laughs> that was the motivation behind this guy. And it's it's sad, but what apparently set him off is, again, dude, other people in this Discord group, and if you don't know Discord, think of it as if you set up a, a group text, right? So all the people in your kid's Little League team are yeah. in this text group, or your siblings, or something like that. So it's like that. It's just a different platform mm-hmm. for communicating in these small groups. Yep. But this guy was talking to teenagers, who really didn't much care about this crap? They went, oh, top secret. Okay, right. Like, yeah, big deal. He's like very, like hyperactive kid, and he wants to like tell people, like tell everyone everything all the time. <laughs> That's one of the online gamers, Luca. Yeah, who was talking about Jack Teixeira there. Called He's, him a kid. Yeah, and so yeah. these other kids weren't terribly impressed. Good for you, guy. So that apparently made him mad. So the big question now... How did this 21-year-old who was in these chat rooms constantly, uh, who was caught on tape with these racist and anti-Semitic remarks, how do you vet someone like that? How did he get clearance and maintain that clearance uh, and get access? ABC's Martha Raddatz. So, yes. So how in the world was he able to get all these things? They're still looking into that now, uh, trying to piece together exactly how it happened, what could happen next, and how they're going to tighten things up here moving forward as far as the Pentagon and military bases go. Let's tighten that up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, please, would you? So all's well that ends well, I hope. The only issue now is making sure we're still friends with all our allies. You can't unring the bell. (laughs) No, you cannot. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. I'll keep you my dirty Jack, sir. Jack, what'd you call him? Jack the Dripper? Jack oh, the Dripper, yes. I'm only now just getting time. That. By the way, one of the ways they caught him was because he took pictures of his tile of his floor that was in the background in the kitchen, the countertop, the granite. They saw that and were able to match it into his home from other pictures online. At 641 on Wisconsin's Morning News, one of these so-called Kia boys is about to get his. Remember that video that surfaced this past spring? The YouTuber who goes by Tommy G put together that sort of documentary-style video that has more than... Take a guess. This is a guy who did like a YouTube doc. It was really kind of, quote-unquote, fun, but he did it sort of jazzy. And he was out interviewing these guys who steal cars in Milwaukee. There was incredible video. The... Car thieves were quite revealing. So how many okay, views? Take take a stab at how many. 675,000. Six million <laughs> views. Okay. So this is our window to the world on Milwaukee. This is who we are. Guys stealing cars with impunity running around all over the place. It showed car thieves in the act, zooming around in a stolen vehicle, showing you how they steal so many cars and bragging that nothing ever happens to them. You only gonna do like three weeks shit, it's a misdemeanor. You only do three weeks for stealing a car? Hell yes, yeah, a misdemeanor shit. So is there really no punishment for this? Hell no. So, you know who else saw the video? That was one of the Kia boys there. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee police. And they watched with great interest. And you may remember the red car if you saw the video zooming all over the place. The guy behind the wheel of that car, Markel Hughes, was caught and this time actually prosecuted. Now the 18-year-old just pleaded guilty to a felony this week, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Now this cat, Hughes, also pleaded guilty to another felony unrelated to the video, which included a stolen vehicle and a chase. MJS says he is due to be sentenced in June. And uh, here's what they say in terms of what he could get. 
charge related to the Kia Boys video carries a maximum sentence of three years, six months, or a fine of up to $10,000 or both. The other charge, max sentence of six years, fine up to $10,000 or both. So in total, Hughes could be sentenced to nine years, six months in prison. Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge Danielle Shelton has the case, could give this repeat offender all of that nearly 10 years We'll see if she does. You only do three weeks for stealing a car? Hell yes, that misdemeanor shit. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks are gearing up for their playoff run as they await the winner of tonight's Eastern Conference playing game for the eighth seed between the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Winner of that game moves on to Milwaukee for a best-of-seven series beginning Sunday afternoon, starting at 4.30 in Milwaukee. Behind a Rowdy Tellez two-run homer in the first inning and a sacrifice sacrifice fly in the 10th inning, the Brewers go on to win in San Diego, beating the Padres by a final of 4-3. to three. Colin Ray, who got the spot start for the Brewers, was the story of the game going five and two-thirds innings while only giving up one earned run and striking out six. The Brewers are back at it tonight in San Diego. Eric Lauer is slated to start. First pitch is set for 840. It's time for Extra Points. A sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. This is normally a sports opinion piece, and usually I'll sit back here and I'll give you my sports hot takes. But today, I want to take you on a different approach, if that's all right. Following the Bucks' championship run in 2021, what would you say if you read this week that Giannis almost quit basketball following 2020? Earlier this week, friend of Wisconsin's Morning News and award-winning columnist Lori Nickel had a powerful story surrounding Giannis and his mental health struggles following the 2020 season, where walking away was almost a reality for the two-time MVP. Kind of wild to think there could be no Giannis in Milwaukee, and without him, what would that mean for us Bucks fans? means we wouldn't be very good, but in the big picture, who truly cares? Mental health is real. And whether you're the world's best basketball player, it doesn't care. It will come for you. And how you respond is ultimately what is important. Mental health issues don't care how much money you have, what car you drive, or what you have going on in your life, or how busy your schedule may be. For me, and maybe for some of you, I've had my share of battles with severe PTSD and depression for many years. And for many years, I always thought I was too tough and just pushed it away. Until I couldn't do it anymore. Getting help was crucial for my life more than I ever thought I could imagine. The help I received helped me become a better person, a better friend, and more importantly, a better father. Despite some social stigmatisms, it's perfectly okay to sit back or sit in front of somebody and say, you are not okay. Reading this week that my favorite athlete, who also happens to play for my favorite team, has his own struggles, kind of hit home in a way it never has before. It was the most relatable moment I felt with a world-class athlete than ever before. Look, maybe you feel the same way, maybe you don't. But I want to take what I want you to take away from this is no matter who you are or what you do, the most important aspect in life is your happiness. And it all starts with your mental well-being. If you're out there listening or maybe just reading this and you have had some mental health struggles, you are not alone and you never will be. I'm with you and so is Giannis. Help is available. And then look, I, I get it, a possible heavy piece on this beautiful Friday, but please If you're out there hurting, get the help you need and get the help you deserve.
Bucks open their NBA championship run this weekend at Pfizer Forum. 4.30 tip on Sunday for the Bucks. We know that we will play either the Heat or the Bill uh, or the Bulls, still to be determined by that play-in game tonight. Bucks planning familiar parties in Deer District, particularly as the weather gets nicer, but as large crowds gather again in downtown, security and safety paramount as well. Shootings in that area following the Bucks games have ruined some celebrations past and remain a concern this spring. Mayor Cavalier Johnson, Bucks officials, Office of Violence Prevention, all set to speak later this morning about their safety plan. Wanted to get a street-level view this morning. Bobby Wilchin, you've heard him on the show before, friend of the program, owns several establishments in the great city of Milwaukee, including Who's on Third, right there in the shadow of Pfizer Forum, and he's live with us this morning. Bobby, for somebody in your line of work, I know this is early for you, so I do appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Eric, and uh, it was nice meeting you, Vince, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so listen, I, I want to start with this. You know, we always hear from the powers that be, Pfizer Forum, the events that come there, the Bucks. This is so great for business. It's great for bars. It's great for it's, it's just great, 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 great. How will a deep playoff run by the Bucks really affect your business? Well, obviously, uh, the large crowds that come in before and after the games are uh, the heart of our business. Uh, but then the true fans from the downtown area and the surrounding areas that come into our sevens during the game as well um, really brings a boost to business downtown as well. So, Bobby, we we're expecting to hear from the city later this morning about some plans, some safety plans that they are going to unveil with the Bucks. What are your expectations as a business owner right outside the district there? Well, I'd say this year, uh, especially the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Police Department has worked hand-in-hand with the Old World Third Street Entertainment District. So we've had a working relationship with them discussing the uh, different policies uh, and procedures that they're going to put in place. I think uh, they have a great plan. I think they're going to use some uh, video surveillance in the area because, uh, you know, being anonymous is one way, um, you know, to get away with things. But uh, video surveillance in the area, I think they're going to have some limited capacity uh, down there as well. And they're going to have some downtown ambassadors helping people uh, get to and from the games. Talking with Bobby Wilchin, who's on third and a prominent businessman here in Milwaukee. You know, it's such a, you know, when we talk about increased security, Bobby, I feel for you guys down there in that business district because you want it to both, you don't want it to feel unwelcoming, right? Even for anybody. So it's like that fine line that we have to, that we have to, you know, toe up against where you don't want it to feel like it's militarized or there are cops everywhere. By the same token, you need to do what you have to do to be safe. I don't, how do you balance that in your business? Well, of course, the people that are watching the Bucks uh, throughout the entire season and in the playoffs, those people are going to find themselves close to TVs. I think the people that just want to be around the action cause, uh, potentially cause issues, uh, they're not interested in the game. So as long as we create, um, you know, great traffic or a flow of traffic, uh, create spaces for people that actually want to enjoy the uh, literal event, I think, uh, I think we can find a balance there. Bobby, where do you have your 40 under 40 plaque hanging? Yeah, big time. <laughs> I've got that in my office, just high enough so my three-year-old can't knock it off and put her uh, Gabby Dollhouse figures on it. No, dude, that needs to hang on the wall down there at Who's on Third. <laughs> yes. You are entering the business of a 40 under 40 member. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. That was a, that was a great honor, and... Uh, yeah, I'm excited for um, what's to come for our company as well. Hey, I'm going to the game on Sunday, so I'm going to stop by. I hope you're working. Please, send me a text message. Let's hang out. I'm going to the game as well, and uh, I'd be glad to catch up. 
<laughs> oh, great. Well, glad you guys could work that out right here. Good. <laughs> great. I'll text you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we figured that one out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, Ed, just uh, I know you've been a Bucks fan for a long time, too, Bobby, like the rest of us. How deep are we going to go here? Oh, I think we're going all the way, right? It's, it's an interesting fact that uh, as an operator, you want to go to game seven because you have more games and more events, right? But I truly believe that we're going to change it. It's not going to be Bucks and six. It's going to be Bucks and five this year. So it's going to be it's going to be another year, a memorable year. We're going to have a parade coming down on the end of June. Uh, that would be awesome. See you there. Bobby Wilchin with us live this morning from Who's On Third. Stop in and see him this weekend. Thanks, Thanks Bobby. Bobby. Thanks so much.